0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Believe in Temple football podcast. This is season one. Episode 7, I'm John Carlo from houseboop.com, joined as always by Adam DeMichael, former Temple quarterback, former Temple assistant coach. What's going on, Adam?
2: Hey, what's up, John, man? Everything is going my way. Just put my, uh, my one son down for a nap, and now I'm anxious to uh, get our second interview of um, our podcast going with the one and only, former Temple Wild, current Arizona Cardinal uh, defensive tackle Michael Dogby, so we're fired up about that.
0: Mike, what's going on, man? Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. No, uh, I'm doing good, man. You know, can't complain. You know, the team's nine and two. So, you know, I'm enjoying this ride and, you know, just trying to get better each and every week and help this team out. Mike, mm-hmm. well,
1: we're, uh, we'll ask you some stuff about what life's like in the NFL. I mean, there's so much to talk about. Temple's uh, undergoing a coaching search right now. And I know that some of the players have opinions about what's going on. But before we get to that, I mean, you just touched on it. You guys are, are nine and two, the the best team in the NFL right now. And, You have 10 solo tackles and one sack. And um, I imagine life's pretty good. I mean, just talk to me about what life is like for you right now and
0: how it feels heading into these last six games of the season. Uh, Yeah, life is life is really good. Um, You know, I feel like, you know, being in year three, you know, I've been able to develop into a a solid pro and, you know, help out, you know, this organization win games, Um, you know, nine and two, you can't complain. It's hard to win in this league. Um, each and every week, you know, it's, you know, you can lose. So uh, to be here nine and two on this team, it's, it's awesome.
2: There's, there's no way you just say year three in the NFL dog. There's no way
0: <laughs> I was just you know, talking off,
2: uh, off air. I was just talking about when you came, uh, you and Frankie juice were committed to us and you were waiting to come to, you know, we were coming to one of our spring practices, John, and I they picked um, we went to Camden because the facility was getting redone. Right dog. I think. Yeah. And, um, they actually drove me back to to Temple. <laughs> I think I was in the back seat of either Frank's small car or Dogby's car. I just remember like it was yesterday. But uh, hey, uh, Dog. Um, obviously, you know, you were uh, the the second the Cardinal's second seventh round pick back in '19, and then like a lot of our guys, you know what I mean. You're self-made. You're a guy that's battled between the practice squad, active roster, practice squad. You know, just like the likes of you know PJ Champ. Um, you know, Chappelle's been around that that way. Uh Archibald now who you've played with. Um, I know, you know, the simple answer for you is probably that you just have to keep working hard and can, like I say, man, control what you can control. But as a human, what's it like being in that spot where every week you're basically fighting for a spot not knowing what's next?
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh honestly it's the temple way, man. As you know. Um, you know, the way we came up at Temple really prepared us for you know life in the NFL um, you know as you know temple you don't get much you know nobody's gonna give you this respect you deserve you got to go out there and earning each and every week um, so coming into the, to the league um, I was the type of guy where I was like you know I'm gonna just grind and control what I can control and you know just compete because at the end of the day you're never ever gonna be upset with if you gave it all you got um, mm-hmm. you know for me you know, being in year three, you know it's uh, it's been a journey, um, but I'm here. Um, you know, I've been active, and you know I'm able to contribute to a really, really great team. And uh, you know, my time at Temple with you know Coach Rule, you know that's how it was. I mean, we I, I think I committed to a team that was two and ten, and then my, my freshman year uh, we were six and six, so it was like, you know, controlling what we can control. Come out and practice every single day, and just give it all you got, and uh, that's the mentality that you know I brought to the league. That's good stuff, man.
1: Mike, one of the uh, on another occasion when you came back up from the from the practice squad, you sacked Russell Wilson, and I, I know. Uh, I mean, I've known you since the, the time you're being recruited. We know the story. We know how many you know programs like talked to you but didn't offer. And again, like you said, it's kind of that Temple way. You know, you're one of the under recruited guys, and not that people didn't know about you, but you probably in retrospect could have gotten a lot more offers. And I know that, you know, the time moves on and, and the season moves on and every week's a grind in the league, but what was that like to just to sack a guy that you've been watching on TV? I would imagine that has to be a, a pretty special thing to just, just have that happen. Like for everything you fought through and like, I just, I just grabbed and tackled one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, last year, you know, being in COVID year, it was a, it was a year, you know, up and down um you know my first year my rookie year i was able to make the team and you know really get to learn from guys like chandler jones and you know Corey peters who we have here um but i, I was given limited snaps so i really didn't get to you know test the waters um, my second year i was able to to make the team but then obviously get them released and put on practice um and for me um understanding the mentality of just controlling what you can control and if you just keep working things are gonna start to go your way um, I kept that mindset all year on practice squad. I would prepare like a pro. I would take in the coaching, and uh, when my opportunity came, it was on Thursday night, playing the Seahawks, um, and I was able to get a sack, and uh, that just confirmed to me that I belong and I can do this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's not how how you start, it's how you finish, and uh, that's something Coach Rule preached all the time, where uh, it's not how you start, you know, nobody ever starts, nothing is ever equal, but it's how you finish. You know, people are going to respect you more than for how you finish. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me to get that sack on on Thursday night, you know, it really was just a testament to the to the hard work and, you know, just proving I I belong.
1: Is there any part? I mean, this is something I'll I'll never know what that feels like. And again, I know it's such a grind. It's John.
2: John, we trust me. You can't play D tackle in the league, brother.
1: no, <laughs> oh, no. There aren't many five foot eleven, 185-pound tackles <laughs> at the D3 level, much less anything. But is, is there any? I know you have to, you have to move on to the next play, the next week, the next game. You can't get complacent, but is there anything inside your head like when that happens where you can take two seconds to be like, Holy crap! This is this is a pretty cool thing. Do you have time? I'm obviously players celebrate. Is there any time in your head that you have to enjoy it, or can you do you just have to be like a machine and be like, all right, next snap?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, during the game, uh, you know, because obviously I was just playing fast, playing hard. You know, I (laughs) I was just doing what I was coached up to do, and you know, getting the sack. I I I, I surprised myself. um, You know, to an extent. You know. I was able to you know celebrate for a brief moment but also knowing that i gotta do it the next play i gotta prepare for the next play because it's it was still a long game i think it happened in the uh, second quarter Mm -hmm. so we had two more quarters to play and uh you know i needed to do my job you know Um, Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things where when you do make a play you have to have a short-term memory and just understand that uh you can't get too big headed and you, you can't get too down, even if it's a mistake and you just got to continue to practice and be uh, consistent.
2: And that's a, like, uh, as as I, as I hear you answer that question, that's kind of how I remember you, you know, you were kind of always even keel like you weren't, when things were really good, you couldn't tell, you know what I mean? But then even when things weren't going the way you wanted them or, you know, we were struggling, you couldn't really tell. And I think that's, you know, a testament to kind of who you are as a person, the way, you were brought up, and you know the hard work and stuff that you put in. So, man, that's like that's a credit to you because, as you said, that I'm thinking to myself like not many guys that we played, but that I, that I coached with, coached uh, that I coach are like that. So, I mean, that's a credit to you, man, and that's something that you just got to keep rolling as you continue on your
0: career. I appreciate that for
2: sure. Yeah,
1: for sure. Mike, you, you guys are you're coming off a bye week, and you, you're heading into the Sunday's game against the Bears, and you guys are kind of in this interesting stretch where you know you, you just said every every week it's hard to win. You you lost to the Panthers. You lost your former coach and Matt Rule and some of your former teammates. Then you beat the Seahawks and you got the bye and and now you're heading into this game where you guys are, are clearly favored. The Bears are struggling, but what's what's that mindset like when you guys go through a stretch like that and you are you have the best record in the league and you've got a team looming that you know you guys should beat and you're favored against. But is that a tricky spot to be in?
0: Yeah, I mean, they it's a saying that goes around, you know, December football, you know, it's, uh, it's a different type of football. You know, it's uh, everybody is, you know, playing for opportunity to get into the playoffs. Um, so it's anybody's game. You know, you can't live on what happened, you know, in the beginning of the season. Um, you have to just take every game one game at a time. Um, because everybody's capable of beating everybody. I know you've probably seen some games around the league where, you know, some teams with, you know, horrible records, you know, they're coming in there, you know, testing teams that are maybe, you know, eight-plus wins. Um, So you have to just take game one game at a time. And, again, I think that's just around the football world. And when you get this late in the season – you know, you can't get too high in yourself. You have to be disciplined and you know, take each week and and, and prepare like it, it can be, you know, your last game. Yeah.
2: That's a good point. Um, so dog, obviously, you know, we've talked about this, but you temple guys and the league, people talk about so much and that you know, the temple tough bond you guys have and how special it is to represent a program that, you know, we we came from. And then, you know, you're you're playing against your former head football coach, you're playing against your former quarterback, your tight ends you used to go against, you know, a couple wide receivers. You know, you're going against Phil Snow, your old defensive coordinator. Like, and, and I'm just, that's just one team. You know, and there's obviously others in the league that you see and others in the league that you're, you know, switching jerseys with and things of, of that nature. So, you know, Jacob Martins, obviously you just saw his little video that the Texans posted. That's, yeah. I mean, that's typical him playing the guitar or whatever the heck he wants to do. <laughs> Um, but you know how, how 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 different how unique is that situation it, when you get to see guys that you played with and see guys that you sweat with and you know you bled with and you you know you, you laughed with and you know you won championships with how special is that?
0: Uh, it's extremely special. Um, you know I think I played you know a good amount maybe over 10 players you know that I played with in college you know we we manifested it in in college where You know, I remember sitting in a meeting, Coach Rule was just telling us how talented we are. And at the time, you know, not being at, you know, a big power five school, it's like, you don't know, you know, what's out there. You know, all you know is what your coach is telling you. Um, And when we started to see guys get drafted and, you know, make it to the league, I think that kind of gave, you know, some of the young guys like myself confidence that, hey, we can can go there from Temple. but, yeah, it's it's just a testament to everybody's hard work. Um, I remember the hard days when things weren't really going our way, and I remember the good days, like when we won the uh, championship. Um, you know, things like that, you know, we still fall back on. Um, I remember when I played the Texans a couple weeks ago, you know, seeing Jake and the type of player he is today, man, that meant a lot to me. You know, we were roommates when we came into Temple, and I remember mm-hmm. Um, you know our conversations after you know games such as Penn State and things like that and just saying hey we can play with anybody you know we we can really make this thing happen so it's just a, a testament to see everybody succeeded
2: that's great i um so obviously when people look at you and being a defensive tackle it's obviously you know you ain't scoring touchdowns where you can go and celebrate and necessarily be the you know the guy they mic up necessarily or you know, the guy that's the the front of the line and hooting and hollering. Um, so everybody can see on the you know, you're 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 all about your business, uh, you're, you're unique in that perspective. You're a guy that likes to put put his head down and work on the field. It's you know, that's what I know, that's what I'm sure your teammates know in the NFL and that's what the NFL knows. You know, just tell me a little bit about you know, Michael Dalby off the field. I know, um obviously I know a little bit about you, as does John, maybe some of our listeners, but just tell me a little bit about the guy you are off the field compared to the animal you are on the
0: field? You know, I'm just a layback guy. You know, I love being around, you know, friends and family. I love making people laugh. You know, I just – I'm a people's person, you know, especially when I get to know you over time. You know, when it comes to, obviously, football, you know, I'm more serious, you know, because of my passion for the game. But outside of that, you know, I just like to make sure everybody's having a good time. You know, I – I love, you know, again, just being around people and that's just really me. You know, that's always been me. Um, I grew up in a, in a big family. We've always, you know, have family gatherings and stuff. So, you know, whether it's hanging with the guys or being with family, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm.
1: Like obviously, you know, we talked about at the outset of the conversation temple's looking for another head coach and, uh, first year, you know, I, even before we get to Rod Carey and I'm, I'm sitting here talking, talking about this with Adam and he had to sit through this, you know, Manny Diaz comes in, leaves after 18 days, Rod Carey and his staff, they have, you know, they have a, a, a first successful season. They go eight and four, lose that bowl game last year was kind of a mess with COVID. And then this year just, you know, they look for a second, like they were turning things around after they beat Memphis and then they didn't win again. And it's just, they just, it was tough. They weren't competitive. We, we also, we saw, I know how much the former players care about their alma mater and care about the program um, in, from where you can sit and see however much you saw, what are your impressions now of where you think things just, just went wrong this season?
0: Um, see, a school like Temple, um, you know, People have to understand, it's, it's not just a coaching gig where you can just come in and you know, expect things to happen. It's not, a, it's not one of those jobs where you, know, you just take over a group of kids and you're gonna automatically win. You know, it's a, it's a culture that's been in place. You know what I mean? And you know, you, I saw that a lot with, uh, the, with Coach Rule. You know, kids coming to Temple have to know that it's gonna be different than a lot of places you know, you have to sacrifice more of your time, you know, you have to do a lot more to win at Temple. Um, and I, I just feel over time, um, you know, as guys started to leave and, you know, go to the league or graduate, uh, we, were, we were losing that a little bit. I think, you know, from the looks of it, even out and outside, you know, people looking in, it's like we expected to win just because of the prior success. And a thing at Temple is you have to keep that underdog mentality, you know, that's just what we were built on. That's just where the culture started. I remember, you know, committing to a team that was 2-10. and 10. And um, I know before that, it it was rough. And those guys before me went through a lot. And uh, coming in that summer, um, right away, I knew that this was going to be a grind. Like, we're going to change things around. And when you start to lose that underdog mentality, it's like you get complacent, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, you
0: get comfortable. And once you get comfortable, that's when things go sideways. Um, So from my own perspective is, you know, I don't know, you know, if the identity has been lost with, you know, new coaches coming in and they don't really understand how temple players need to be, especially in the conference that we're in. Um you know, my hopes is that we, we get back to it, you know, like players like myself could share our experiences and really help get that identity back.
2: It's a I mean, that's a great way to put it because, you know, obviously not being on the staff anymore, dog, I, I feel the same way. It's almost like, you know, kids, for instance, would come in and believe that just because the teams previously would win eight to 10 games a year, that that's what happens at Temple all the time. And, not that the work necessarily wasn't put in, it's just that what type of work was, was getting put in, you know what I mean? Or the mentality, the everyday mentality just wasn't the same. And, you know, the way you put it was was pretty well put and um, that's something I just wrote down in my notes. I'm going to keep it that way. So I appreciate how you put that. Um, I got a question. Obviously, you know that, um, you know, Temple here, we're going through a coaching change and there's a lot of rumblings, as you know, on social media. Um, there's people that would love to have a Temple faithful come back. There's people that want... Uh, you Know NFO coordinators or power five young, hot coaches with offensive minds. Obviously, a name that of a, of a, of a guy that you know really well. I just commented on a picture, of you guys. You guys just went out to dinner together. Yeah. Obviously, Elijah Robinson down in Texas AM, the defensive line coach, D tackles coach down there, a guy that I coached with. Um, is obviously a hot name, a name that's been brought up. John and his guys did a story on Elijah. Um, you know, just As I know, Elijah, the kid, the guy was the first guy in the building, the last one to leave. I know he always prepared you guys the right way, prepared you to be pros. Just um, tell me a little bit about your relationship with him while you played. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on him as a potential head coach and how that would work, especially at a place like Temple where, you know, he coached you there.
0: Yeah, our our relationship to this day is real tight. I mean, you know, Elijah, as you know, he's my guy. you know, coming in, <clears throat> he brought me aside and, you know, he believed in me. He believed in my ability even before I believed in myself. Um, and he was a coach that was real hard on me, something that I think I needed. Um, you know, because in high school, yeah, I, I worked for everything I earned. But, you know, as my, as I was able to grow and get stronger, my, my natural ability took, took over. And in high school, you know, it, it was, again, I was, I was making plays. I really never had somebody get on me. And uh, having coach, you know, Coach E, um, you know, he tested me in some areas that I didn't even know, like I was capable of, um, and I feel like that makes him a great coach. Um, he cares about his guys. Um, he's, he'll do anything. You can call him two, three o'clock in the morning, he'll be there for you. Um, he's real personal with his guys, and um, you know, to that, to this day, our, our relationship is strong. Um, you know for me just speaking outside the box I, I think he he makes a great candidate um, to be a head coach at Temple um, just for who he is you know as we know he grew up in Camden you know and he had to build himself up I mean nothing was ever given to him he had to go up in the ranks and as you see I think he's one of the most successful D-line coaches in in college football um, and that's just a testament to his hard work um, you know, he's he's a guy where I think he, he'll get Temple back in the right place. Um, and he, I know he'll, he'll get the right guys in here to do so, so. Good stuff. And hey, we got one more before we close you out and let you get back to business, man.
2: Um, obviously you've seen the, you know, some lows of lows at Temple University. And, you know, you've been a part of, you know, some of the best programs around and um, highly successful. Uh, a guy that a lot of people will, will remember for a long time. Just tell me what's your fondest mem- memory Uh, of being a Temple Isle if you got one?
0: Uh, There's a lot, I mean, there's there's really a lot. Uh, I'd say, you know, I'd say two things, you know, I think for me hosting that uh, American Conference Trophy um, because it, you know, I just, for me personally, I thought back to the seniors like Kenny Harper and, you know, all those guys who put in all the work because for where Temple started, like I said, you know, that two and 10 year, nobody would have believed we'll be hosting the trophy in a few years. Um, and it, we, we got into, we butted heads, you know, we got into it with each other. There were some hard practices, you know, days where guys didn't think they'll make it through. But, you know, to go through all that and at the end of the day, host that trophy, um, you know, that's that to me is probably my, my fondest memory. Um, and I, I have a picture in my in my living room, you know, back in Jersey with, you know, me, you know, kissing the, the trophy and everything. You know, it was something real special to me. And then uh, other than that, I'd say just the guys, man. Um, you know, being around that group, it was put to, you know, it's like God put that group together for a reason. Mm-hmm. Man. You had all different types of personalities, you know, all kinds of different talents. But outside of football you know, we all connected and, uh, you know, just sharing memories with those guys, man, that, that was a special group. Good stuff, good
1: stuff. Mike, this, is, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you uh, taking some time to talk to us. Uh, best of luck to you. We'll be watching on Sunday and, uh, uh adam and i will, will be talking to our listeners soon as this coaching search continues and next, maybe the next time we record this thing will be resolved we'll see how it goes but uh sure. big thank you to you guys for tuning in michael again thank you so much really appreciate this and we'll talk to everybody soon
0: sounds
2: good thanks for thanks me. thanks dog you're the best buddy sure thank you